Hey guys, Editor Gabs here. Um, I just want to apologize for the quality drop towards the second half of this episode. There was a lot of mic movement and bumping around. I believe it's due to the cord. Like I said before, I'm in a relatively new space, so it's going to be some adjustment period um, before things are as smooth as they were before. I've edited out about like a half of the bumps, so hopefully they're not too bad. But again, sorry about that. I hope you guys can still enjoy the episode regardless. Thanks. I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And, and welcome, welcome to, to their, their tropes, tropes battle for, for dominance. dominance. Okay. Did it did it end up working last episode or no? I, I think had, I if I remember correctly, it. I think it was like probably our best one. <laughs> Love that for us. Um, twenty five episodes. Woo! That's fucking crazy, man. I can't believe it. I'm very proud of us. Um, yeah. Liz and I were talking like as we we're getting set up. We we're like, wow, I can't believe. You know, we're at over 300 plays, um, and we're on 25 episodes now, and yeah. it's, it's really exciting also, like, seeing the estimated, like, audience we have, like, slowly going up. And growing. Um, yeah, and growing, and, like, I feel like every week we're reaching, like, a new audience high, which is just really exciting. Um, yeah. And Liz was saying, we should make, like, a call to action. Tell us how you found us. Uh, we want to know, like, what social yeah. media you found us on, if you're just browsing through your podcast app how did you first find us? Let us know whether it be like tweet, Instagram, TikTok, DM, whatever. You um, want to email feedback, us? Email trope, us. Yeah. Tropedominance at gmail.com. If you have like a funny story about how you found us, we'll share it. Maybe even like honestly, we'd share like any story at this point. Yeah. Like we're just really curious like how you guys are finding us. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, whoa. Because <laughs> like I, I feel like we've been very, especially with like school ending, we were very like lackluster with the advertising. So we're yeah. like, where the heck is everybody coming from? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we want to know because we're just grateful you're here. Exactly. So. Exactly. We really enjoy talking about this and I'm I'm sure we've said it before, but like we'd probably like be talking about this stuff anyways, even if we didn't have a yeah. podcast. So it's really fun to just like share it with you guys. Like Yeah. This is basically what me and Liz's conversations are like in real life. Yes. <laughs> I loved I loved the, the, the TikTok you sent me where it was like mm-hmm. the top tier friendship and it was like the friend currently reading the book and the other friend who's already read it waiting for yeah. you to get to the good part that's like us literally... like with our fanfic that we're reading to each other it's <laughs> like so good like, uh, like literally like our entire text conversations between me and liz are always just about like fanfic I yeah feel like. fanfic or, like, media. or books or yeah. usually a lot twilight of books. yeah usually, usually twilight, twilight. Um, um glee books. sometimes sometimes glee we haven't watched glee together in forever oh my god we also we never even finished watching the last episode of idol seven <laughs> we're, <fake fans. laughs> we're such fake fans <laughs> we'll get on that we'll get on that but um yeah i mean it's for, summer we'll do that mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know me and gabs have such a guilty pleasure for glee oh absolutely I love... like we grew up with it yeah so and like Obviously, we recognize how bad and trashy it is. Like we're we're Twilight fans. We, we yeah, duh, we understand. <laughs> but it's some it's one of those things where it's like we just we grew up with it, so it's like a nostalgic yeah. love. Um, and we usually play a drinking game when we watch it. Where yeah, I get <laughs> every fucking time, trash, man. Every time something happens that like is just so inappropriate and should not have been broadcast. On oh my god! Drink, and we're usually wasted by like half the episode. <laughs> I now understand. So I watched Glee with my mother, and now I understand why my mom half the time was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh my God. But um, my first concert ever was Glee Live, baby. 
I love that. I mean, mine was American Idol, so I can't. It was a great concert, not gonna lie. Uh, Me and my mom, my mom brought me, and it was a very fun time. I still have my T-shirt from it, so Mm -hmm. we'll have a Glee party. Mm -hmm. Gets, we'll get like slushies and shit. Yeah, that sounds. Oh my, (gasps) Liz! Oh my god, with the slushies, that would be so much fun. Um, I've have you like have you ever like mixed like gotten like a Slurpee from like Seven Eleven? And mm-hmm. then came home, not driving or walked, no drinking and driving, and then added, like, vodka to it. Because that shit's so good. Oh, that sounds good. So fun. I don't know. I'm not usually one for, like, a fan of, like, frozen alcoholic drinks. Oh, like, I love frozen alcoholic taste drinks. But, like, I'm not opposed to it. I split a whole pitcher of margarita this Saturday with my friend Sue after work. <laughs> Great times. <laughs> I got drunk as fuck. It was so fun. <laughs> that sounds really fun yes um but uh how how has uh work been gabs we both started our new jobs and have had time to get used to it i mean i will say it's not bad like obviously retail is hard and i'm not downplaying that but like this is something that's it's relatively easy for me because i've just been dealt with like customer service for a long time um mm-hmm. like even when i was a camp counselor you know dealing with parents and whatnot so it's really not yeah. hard for me in terms of like dealing with people. It's more just like it's just it might like my feet hurt after at the end of the day. That's really it. Like, That's I yeah. lay down and then I try to stand up again and my feet like give out. <laughs> I will say it's I have it's one like complaint. You gotta get used to it. That's the thing. It's yeah. like it takes a long time to get used to. Literally the day I started working, we no longer require customers to wear a mask if they're vaccinated. That's what I'm so happy that my current job still requires. Yeah, but we have have so much anxiety that anybody not wearing a mask is vaccinated. I fucking hate it. And we're not allowed to ask them or like ask if they keep a mask on. I don't trust people. I don't either. But like I'm fully vaccinated, so I don't really care. But like I care more for everyone else. And so, but employees are still required to wear a mask like Mm -hmm. when dealing with customers, even when we're in the back. But we don't usually wear it in the back because we're all vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and they're moving towards uh, letting vaccinated employees not wear masks anymore. But, like, yeah. so I just keep mine on because it's policy. And I had this, like, middle-aged white man be, like, um, ask me something. I answered him. Keep in mind, while he asked me this thing, he came, like, within a foot of, like, my face, like, very close into my personal space. Yeah. I answered. He's like, I can't hear you. Pull your mask down. And I'm like, no. I can't. <laughs> regardless <laughs> of policy, regardless of COVID, like, the the, yeah, the vicinity just, you're in is oh in, inappropriate. God. Literally, I'm like, yeah, I, I, like, I took a step back. He's like, oh, I can't hear you. Pull your mask down. So I said it again, refusing. Like, I did not acknowledge his pull your mask down comment. And yeah. he, he magically heard me. Who knew? Yeah. Like, just... Who knew? Where it's like, some people are just more comfortable still wearing it. I know I am. I just, I think I, I have a lot of really long-lasting anxiety from covid mm-hmm. and i think that's due to me literally working throughout the entire pandemic mm-hmm. where it's literally like it was just so stressful for me so i ha- i'm fully vaxxed i've been fully vaxxed for a decent amount of time i'm mm-hmm. just still so fucking anxious mm-hmm. so uh the fact that my current job doesn't does still require it makes me feel very safe and very happy because oh Mm. my god i have such bad anxiety man yeah you're so valid um in good news i love my new job fucking great i love it i'm glad i'm really glad you're enjoying it um oh i have a funny uh work story too so before i forget um Uh so 
one of the guys who's been there for a while um is only a couple of months younger than me very like openly queer guy mm-hmm. and i just like i hadn't even like i never talked about like being gay or whatever and they knew i have a boyfriend so like i just usually people assume i'm straight yeah and he <laughs> we became friendly because I, it was like my second or third day and it was like 9 a.m and i'm clocking in and the thing didn't recognize me like the the clocking machine like maybe do yeah. it like two times in a row and i'm just whistling like, is it the with, fingerprint one yeah it's the fingerprint one and like, oh, i hate that without without even thinking about it i just go oh that's fucking homophobic <laughs> lost it <laughs> <laughs> completely Fire. broke the ice um and then i actually passed for a normie at my job and i had no idea because like you know i try to dress like somewhat not like fashionably but like not like a total dweeb because like it is like every all my like coworkers dress pretty nicely so like i don't want to be the only one looking awful mm-hmm. so i don't usually wear like anything like weeby and we were taught we got this jewelry in that's like this uh diy like candy bracelet knockoff type stuff you know like uh-huh. the people cosplay ticker talkers like we're really into for a hot minute um, um do not brace erase the rave and oh of course but i'm saying like why they came back recently it. yes oh uh, yes I, I made some recently i love it yeah it's so fun but so so the those have been like a big thing in our store lately and people keep buying them and he the guy was like my coworker was like how i'm just gonna call him M. M was like how the heck like why is this so big do you have any idea and i was like oh um i think it's because like they've been really big on tiktok lately he's like yeah but why on tiktok and i was like oh because like cosplayers on tiktok were like really into them um Mm -hmm. and like you know showing them off so that's probably where it came from and we were just talking and then he goes he's like not us appropriating cosplay culture and without even (laughs) thinking i was like because i was like oh my god he thinks i'm normal and i was like oh i'm a cosplayer like i (laughs) you were just like wait i regret it so much oh no i I love love... normie passing at work like people don't think i'm a freak and then (laughs) i was like oh i'm a cosplayer yeah i never normally pass at work i mean literally within i i still have my balloons from when i left work because they're somehow still floating like the mylar ones and literally, my coworkers all just knew. So there's literally just like, congrats, good luck, you rock, congrats <laughs> on graduating. There's just like a Spider-Man one. <laughs> <laughs> so my coworkers know all that shit about me. I, I was never afraid of not normie passing. I just don't normie pass at all. So it's okay. I mean, I have bright pink hair, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say, Liz. It's, it's not even anything you do. It's just the hair. It's the hair. Um, What's it called? Uh, but within my new job, I'm super happy. I feel really appreciated. Because basically the wage that they gave me at my old job when I got, like, promoted to manager, which was literally only a dollar over minimum wage. I got promoted to manager after being there for four years and doing so much shit for them. And I basically got told, like, be grateful you even got the dollar because i was like kind of pissed i'm like i'm a manager here like i feel like a manager should be making more than just a dollar over minimum wage you know what i mean right and like because i have a lot of responsibilities and i've always done right by you guys i've worked here for four fucking years right i'm a really hard worker and that's not just me like tooting my own horn like a lot of my coworkers agreed that i was fucked over and so for my managers at that point to tell me like be grateful for that that's, that's literally so that's shitty. literally my starting wage at my new job good i'm like fuck you guys okay speaking of that like i'm sorry like we haven't gotten to the episode yet but just really quickly um 
here's this is your reminder to always negotiate your salary like regardless if it's like a retail job or a real world big job like don't ever be like if they're like what do you what do you were you hoping for your salary don't lowball yourself always go above like the average and you can work your way down like yeah. i like like i said this is literally my first actual retail job i haven't worked like a minimum wage job since high school because i've just been really fortunate not to have to and they were like when they uh were hiring they were like um what are you looking at at online says that the average like uh starting wage for my store would be like 10 to 12 uh, but i live in georgia which is a minimum wage state like federal minimum wage so we have 725 yeah. minimum wage i could have just said whatever and they probably would have given me like maybe ten dollars at most but i yeah. said i had another offer starting at 11 so i was looking for something at 12 they met Ooh. me in the middle and gave me 11.55 i nice. didn't have another offer <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so that? sexy and yeah, yeah no they just started me at that wage like i was expecting to just start at minimum wage so I was yeah really and you deserve more exactly so yeah. always guys like never so, don't be complacent like these companies they don't care about you get get don't. what you deserve okay, ah! okay. So- i hate my old job <laughs> period that's that's it if you haven't gotten by now that i hate my old job yes i hate it <laughs> okay okay um we should probably like actually start like you know yeah um Doing so well. oh my god what's that? so liz you're starting so uh yeah i i got to choose my trope for this week Ooh. as always before i get into my trope <laughs> fuck jk rowling you fuck fucking jk turf. rowling this is like the fourth week in a row you've done something harry potter related is it well last week i know i i got assigned and so i i did like the um the fic but the week before it was not I don't know. I feel like I feel like you've done a lot of Harry Potter lately. It's been two weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I chose the trope Slytherin Harry. Mm-hmm. And this is a trope where Harry is sorted or resorted into Slytherin instead of Gryffindor. Because if you guys mm-hmm. don't remember in the sorting hat scene, the um the sorting hat is going between placing Harry in Slytherin or Gryffindor because he has a lot of tra- um like traits of both houses, and like you know like Harry's like not Slytherin, not Slytherin, and he's like the sorting hat's like whoa, and so this is basically just like a play on like if he was sorted into Slytherin from the start, and then there's like some fix that are like they went back and resorted him. I don't know how that would work, but sure it's a fanfic let's have fun you know <laughs> exactly fuck, fuck canon um uh, i jk rowling said that plenty of times with the random shit she's put in there so why not us okay so um this is a subcategory of sorting au which is just basically an au where characters get sorted into different houses mm-hmm. so this is like a very specific subcategory and it's i i would say probably one of the most popular ones considering like the possible like how it was almost canon basically mm-hmm. um and i mean like harry's the main character so obviously he's like super right. popular to write for him right. um so this is usually used in fan fiction but there's usually like that there's also fan art and other things for it probably cosplays you know you know you know the deal yes as with anything i feel like um fan lore they're always just like it's usually just fan fiction, but there's other stuff. And I'm like, I feel like you just say that for every trope, but okay, I'll mention it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I mention it, like, every other week, but whatever. Right. Um. So, though, it may not be used in a fic where Harry's sorted into Slytherin, mm-hmm. but it may be used in, like, a fic where they, like, emphasize 
Harry Slytherin qualities. So, like, as I okay. said, like, like he was very much in between them because he has some Slytherin-type qualities, right? It's like the sorting hat very specifically tells him, like, he has a thirst to prove himself. Um, mm-hmm. And then Dumbledore later says, like, why, um, like, what Slytherin traits the Sorting Hat specifically saw in Harry. Mm-hmm. And those were determination, disregard for rules, and resourcefulness. Which, I mean, we all see throughout the entire series, you know? Right. I mean, yes. like, Harry's not afraid to say fuck you to the rules to, like, help people and save his friends, you know? Yes. And, like... People could see that as a negative trait for Slytherins, but in Harry, you clearly see it as, like, a it's a good trait because it can be used for good, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that. Um, within this, you're also, like, it's interesting to look at the dynamic between Snape and Harry if he was in Slytherin. I guess. Because... I mean, I know a lot of people have, a, like, strong opinions on this, though, so. Yeah, I mean, this is... This is with some people, because some people would just be like, oh, he would just, like, accept him, or he would just fucking still hate him. But, um, some fics explore the dynamic where it's, where they have Snape constantly at war of, like, of him, like, make this literal child's life miserable because I don't like his dad, Mm -hmm. versus favor my own house and let them get away with literally anything and never dock any points for them. Okay, that is an interesting dynamic, I'll give you that. Yeah, because, I mean, we all know that Snape doesn't like Harry because yes. his dad was kind of a bully, but also, like, And that's why know. he, and, you know, we're not going to get into the whole is Snape abusive or not yeah. because a lot of people have their own opinions on that, and we're not here to care. Yeah. So. Yes, but so that's the kind of dynamic that would happen there, which is really mm-hmm. interesting, because, like, I mean, you, you, we're not going to say whether or not it's justified, but you see, like, Snape have his, like, very much like he favors the Slytherins over right. everyone else. And he will use that to take it out on Harry and be like, 10 points from Gryffindor for sneezing wrong. Like, yes. obviously not that, but like something like that. So how would how would that go about? Um, there's a criticism to these fics, which you'll definitely see and I definitely really agree with. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these fics go down the road of Harry becoming evil when he's in Slytherin. And like... And it's, like, characters kind of being nasty to him because he's in Slytherin. And, I mean, I feel like the characters don't act like themselves, but also, like, who knows? Because, like, at this point, Slytherins have such, like, a crazy stigma attached to them. Mm -hmm. And, like, with Harry, like, being so, like, interconnected with the Dark Lord, him being put into Slytherin would just be, like, another, like, whoa, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, who knows? But I also feel like they just act out of character, but I don't know. I like to think everyone's like inherently good. So I want to think that um, Ron, Hermione, and Harry would still be friends Aww, if Harry was yeah, a Slytherin. Trio. Yeah. So if you guys have any Slytherin Harry fix where he's still friends with everyone and still's really nice and like proves that Slytherins aren't evil because not all Slytherins are evil, like. Yeah. <laughs> so please, if you have fics like that, send it to me. So uh, today we're going to be reading a fic that's not usually my favorite, where it's like him going down the wrong path. And when I tell you, like, I gasped reading this because really? I was so upset. It's like, it's not like it's like anything crazy, but like, I was, it just like hurt. 
it okay. hurt, man. Like, because like I love the Golden Trio, like uh, truly. Oh, I no. mean, like I feel like we all wanted like friends like Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Oh, growing for sure, up. for sure. So it's just like it hurts. So this fic's called Expectations by Potterworm on fanfiction.net. Okay, sorry guys, we had to take a small break because it is my time of the month, and when you got a shit on your period, you got a shit. So yep. <laughs> I kind of forgot what we were talking about um, before we we were, were um, we just get, oh we, we were getting how, into the fic. Yeah, but we were also saying like how everybody once like wanted a friend group like like the trio. The trio, yeah. And I was gonna say a fun little fact about me because I always read more than I could like than I spoke as a kid. Yeah. So I didn't know how to like pronounce her. Hermione's name until I saw the movies later on and uh so I used to say Hermione no guess <laughs> I wish I was kidding I I read the books a little bit later than mm. oh I, I was in middle school movie. I just fully pronounced it in my was head it as Hermione. Really? did they come out in middle school no it was like elementary or did school. you just watch the movies like later than the books later no because I read all the books before I watched the movies um, um the last movie was coming out as I was like starting to watch all the movies, like oh, I saw the that's last crazy. movie in theaters. No, mm. for me it was like, well, my mom, my mom was really, really into Harry Potter, so my older brother read it, and so we all want, we saw. Um, so I think I forget specifically where I started when I started them, but like I, I remember the, the one I have the very like a very vivid memory of seeing in theaters was because um was because I was on vacation. So um I saw Order of the Phoenix when I was visiting my cousin and cousins in Ireland mm-hmm. and it was like a big deal because like England and Ireland it comes out earlier than it does in the US. So I saw it before everyone in the US and I was like I'm so cool. <laughs> I'm so cool. And then I remember seeing I oh wait no, I also kind of remember seeing Half Blood Prince because I remember looking over I mean like if you don't know the ending of like Half Blood Prince, like it right. came out forever ago. When you, Dumbledore died, no my mom here. my mom like started crying because it always makes my mom tear up. And then I remember seeing the second part of Deathly Hollows with like one of like my really good friends from childhood and like her mom and my mom. So that was fun. So mm-hmm. I have very fond memories. I read the books later though, but I, I remember starting the first one. I was in like fourth grade and mm-hmm. so I ended up being like turned off because like fourth grade they're a bit above your reading level. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. So um I, I eventually got back into them. I don't think I ever actually finished reading them. So I want to finish reading them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have all the books already, so I don't have to worry about spending fucking money on them. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but, yes. Yeah, so, we're going to start this fic. I will tell you, like, it made me cry. Like, I was so upset over it. But um, I guess, like, there's not much, like, talking. It's more, like, inner monologue. Mm-hmm. But, like, do you want to read for, like, Ron? And I think Hermione speaks at one point. Sure. Okay, so it's, like, in, like, little different parts, like, just, like, little snippets of, like, different, like, times, and, like, yeah, it's just, like, you'll see a bunch of time skips. Um, I liked this fic. It made me really I'm, like, sad. just reading, like, the first sentence, I'm like, oh, wow, we're, we're going that route. Yeah, that's where I was just, like, I feel like, okay, we'll, we'll get there. So, when Harry was sorted into Slytherin, the entire Great Hall... 
Hall burst not into applause, but into whispers. He felt the sense of betrayal in the pit of his stomach when he heard Ron Weasley loudly declaring, I met him on the train. He was such a freak. Where I was just like, I don't yeah, think Ron like, would do that. To be but, fair. I but think... also like they're kids and the stigma attached to Slytherin. Yeah. Who fucking knows? I honestly do think Ron would say that. Like, I, I do think that's fairly accurate. It, it, it hits. But I don't know if it he would mean it. I don't know if he'd mean it in like a, oh, <laughs> he's like crazy. He's a freak and whatever. Like he's a, like I feel like Ron would say he's a freak as in like, I don't know how else to explain him. He's just weird. He's different, you know? Not yeah, like, but... not in the way that like, you know, a Draco, for example, would be like, you're a freak, you know? Yeah. But that should hurt. But so even more audibly than that, he heard people whispering that the Harry Potter, uh, sorry, about the Harry Potter and how he was sure to be a dark wizard now. And you just never knew with types like him. His parents would be ashamed, wouldn't they? He walked to his table expecting at least some nods of welcome, but instead he wasn't greeted at all. It took him several minutes to find a seat. Suddenly the benches were too full for him to have a place. So this is like going really fucking dark, which it's like, that's like, that is like a criticism I had. Like I went through like just like a couple of them really quick and a lot of them are just like dark and sad. And I'm like, damn, fuck. Why can't we be happy, please? (laughs) I feel like a lot of people who do this are just, they write dark fix. Yeah, because it's like... I mean, you saw how quick Draco is to be like, even when Harry was in, in like, Gryffindor, or what, even, I don't know if he was in Gryffindor yet or it was before he was sorted, but, like, Draco was so quick to be like, oh, Harry Potter, like, hang out with us, like, we're, I, I hate saying, like, purebloods, but that's what he meant. Yeah. But, um, like, we're the cool people, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, I feel like also, like, Draco would be so quick to be like, come here buddy like be my friend but who knows mm-hmm. um when the uh when the feast began and the others all spoke around him he glanced at the staff's table hoping for some modest show of approval there professor mcgonagall's lips were pursed tightly as she covered a uh, conversed with a disapproving look uh, disapproved looking dumbledore harry's eyes skimmed the table and happened to catch hagrid's Hagrid looked down immediately. A few moments later... Like, this shit hurt me! It hurt me! Uh, A few moments later, Harry made eye contact with a menacing-looking professor and hissed as the scar pained him. No No one explained to him that the man was his head of house and bound to protect him. Apparently, Harry Harry realized that night, being sorted into Slytherin meant he was to be evil. It's like... It hurts. It hurts, Gabs. This is you. Oh, right, Ron. Okay. I'd rather die than hang out with a slimy Slytherin like you, Potter. Um, Ron declared loudly when Harry ran into him in the hallway at the next day and asked him if he liked the feast. Like, I, I want them to still be friends. I want them to still be friends. Um, Harry had suspected that Ron wasn't going to want to be his friend after the night before. But he had also hoped that Ron was simply saying what he expected everyone wanted to hear from him that night. That he wasn't friends with the boy that uh, they all abhorred, I think. I think they're yeah. going to adore. Adored? Oh, oh, oh no, abhorred. No, no, no. Abhorred, abhorred, abhorred is like, it's a thing. It's like a, like a horror thing. Like they okay. despise him. Okay. Uh, Harry opened his mouth to respond, but he couldn't. What could he possibly say? Then, when he noticed Ron's fingers flexing around his wand, um... 
a lot of good that would do him with less than a day's education. <laughs> he realized that Ronald Weasley well, at least was... that's never changed. Yeah. <laughs> he realized that Ronald Weasley wasn't going to be his friend. Aww. And if he made trouble for Weasley, like, um, like he made for Dudley once, he might end up with no friends at all. Harry said nothing. Like, ah! uh, Weasley still told everyone in Gryffindor not to be friends with Potter, nasty Death Eater in training that he was. That first, I was, sem- that makes no sense though. I'm like, wait, like his his like parents died. Like, why are they acting like because he's that? I'm I'm like, it doesn't like, make sense. It's it's like it's supposed to be like the stigma with like just right, but I don't understand why they're like, oh, he's a he's going to be a, a Death Eater. Like, uh, no, he's not. Like his parents died because of that. Yeah, it's that just... doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean. It's just, like, I feel like it. that is, like, a criticism of it, where it's, like, a lot of people think it's just, like, way too dark, and it, it just doesn't It's not really... even that it's just too dark. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but, I mean, who knows? I don't know. Maybe, oh, no, maybe not. It's a little bit sussy. Yeah, I mean, different interpretations, I guess, where it's, like, that's but I mean at that point that's what everyone saw Slytherin as like Death Eaters in training. Yes, like, they just, just saw like, them. It, no, it I understand that it, it doesn't make sense that Harry would become a Death Eater, but also like people don't really think of that. They see Slytherin and they go Death Eaters in training because obviously any logical person would be like, not everyone there wants to fucking eradicate like Muggles and shit and like kill like people that aren't purebloods, but they still think that. So it's just. I think people are really, within these fics, they really roll with, like, the stigma placed on Slytherins, you know? I guess. I don't know. It's, it, it does not sit right with me that they'd say that, because I'm like, his whole thing is that he, he like, I, I just, I don't like it, Liz. I don't like it. They also, it. none of them know him right now. But like, they all know that his parents died because of them. Yeah, but they still don't know him. I mean, but like, they know that his parents died, so, like, why would he join? Like, I, it doesn't make any sense, like, for them to be like, oh, he's going to join the, the, the Death Eaters, even though they killed his parents. Ugh. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's literally just because of the stigma. I know, but it just, it, it still not thinking. doesn't make sense. It's stupid, Gabs, but they're not thinking. They're children. Okay, well, they should just simply grow up. Damn, tell me. <laughs> what, what, what grade are they in, like? Um, I think they're 11 when they start, right? So. Yeah, so tell an 11-year-old to think critically. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work, Gabs. <laughs> Just grow up. <laughs> Just grow up. Think critically, bro. Um, Just, like, get not a kid. <laughs> um, the first semester, Harry quickly learned that he was not the only one in Slytherin without friends. The, Slytherin may, the Slytherins may not have all been Death Eaters in training, but a fair amount of them were. And that meant they did not have friends. They had allies and enemies and associates, but not friends. Harry knew that, but he also knew that most of the first years and even some of the upper years, uh, though they would deny it, did have people they could count on. Perhaps not friends, but people they played exploding snap with or tossed candy from their care packages to and considered equals. Harry did not have that. Harry tried to talk to Hagrid once, but he was never invited to his hut and never tried for an invitation after what was easily the most awkward conversation he'd had in months. Where I don't like it is with the teachers, because I feel like the teachers would know. The teachers are adults. Like, they would know. You know? Yeah. Like... I think the teachers wouldn't be so asshole-ish. Like, 
like Dumbledore was considered just such a caring person to like all. So like I don't see Dumbledore completely like leaving because like I mean we haven't really gotten a lot of talk about Dumbledore, but like I feel like especially during this, Dumbledore would take Harry under his wing and be like, like you are yeah. still good, Harry. Like just because you're in this house doesn't mean you're bad. Like there's good in everyone and. You're, Right. I, I see I see Dumbledore really swooping in and being like even more of a fucking father figure. I you know? agree. Ugh, whatever. But that's why I want the happy fix. I don't yeah, want all this sad. I, I understand the lie. Yeah. Um with Malfoy, Harry had long since burned his bridges and Malfoy had, like Weasley, poisoned the rest against him. Slytherins, oh, unfortunately. Interesting. Were... So I guess it, it's be- before it yeah, because like Harry fucking told off um, Malfoy before the sorting, right? Right. Interesting. So even he is just like, mm, fuck you. Damn. <laughs> like, okay. Ooh, that, this... that is an interesting thing I, I hadn't thought about because it's not until the sorting. So, yeah. yeah so, yeah, he, he like wouldn't have thought that he'd be end up being. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I kind of like interesting. that. Interesting. Uh, Slytherins, unfortunately, were more conniving than Gryffindors. Not more brutal, but more subtle about it, at least. After his trunk went missing, after he had cursed both mentally and physically, I'm sorry, after he was both men, after he was cursed both mentally and physically, and after he was sent to the hospital wing, not once, but four separate times in the first month. That's where I'm like, this shit's too dark. Like, Jesus Christ. Harry stopped trying to make friends. Oh my god. Maybe maybe he was sent to the hospital wing for, like, a broken nose or something. You know, like, kids still being mean, but, like, not to, like, the point of death, hopefully. Oh my god. Like, this shit was dark. At what point is this better than, like, you know, the Dursleys? Like, at that point, I'd be like, Damn, I'd rather just be abused. <laughs> like, let me go back. Well, we're going to see. Um, by his second term, Harry barely spoke. Professor Quirrell disappeared mysteriously at the end of term. Harry thought nothing of it. Harry was to be... So there's, like, a bunch of numbers in here. So I'm really... I should be saying these numbers. I little it's skip. More just, yeah, it's just, like, time skips is all yeah. it is. So here's a little... Another little skip. Harry was to be their golden child, so he figured when he learned that he could speak to snakes, it was something best kept quiet. They had already shunned him, but he knew that somehow things could always get worse. They nearly did for a week or so when Professor Lockhart began teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts. It was odd how people resented the embarrassing attention Lockhart was giving Harry. Odd odd how it seemed to spur all, all the old nasty talk about him, but it did um harry but like you're right like it would because like lockhart was so obsessed with harry the boy who lived right. like the story and like yeah they would talk about no, it again is, like i wouldn't say any of the like aside from the whole luke duthier thing like i have no issues with like how this is written <laughs> I yeah feel like it's fairly accurate yeah harry figured it was because in a strange way he had reached a truce with the people around him they would ignore he ex- ignore he existed and only curse him once a month or so. And he wouldn't report them or bother them. So sad. It wasn't perfect, but it was better than Dudley. Where I guess at Debatable. least, like, 
Where for him at least his idea is like he's ignored most of the time I and guess, he doesn't yeah. get constant torment. Yeah, so. he's not the only one that they can pick on. This is the shit that made me hurt. So this is another time skip. The end of Harry's second year, he was studying in the library, a place that was normally a safe haven for him when a bushy-haired Gryffindor walked in, Hermione Granger. She had supposedly saved the entire school through her research. He had seen her from time to time studying, but he had never talked to her. Neither of them seemed to have friends, and neither of them, by that point, were willing to show their desire for friends. For yeah. Okay. I really can't do the this is British this accent sad. right now. That's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. Granger, he said when she walked by his table. She look, uh, looked around and then turned to him upon realizing who had spoken. Potter. She said, and her voice was boiling with disapproval. He had wanted to... To tell her thank you for finding out it was a basilisk in the chamber and for stopping all those people from getting hurt. But at her turn, at her tone, he stopped. Never mind. She walked away, scanning the uh, binding of of the books on the shelves under her breath. He heard her mutter. Stop, this is so I like this like this made me cry, guys. This made me cry. Uh, she better freak. But but he shot back. That should be. I'm literally tearing up right now. Glenn. I'm so upset. Why'd you pick this? Because it was good. It made me cry. It made me cry. So I was like, damn, this shit's dark and good. Oh my god. I'm sorry. One moment. Um. hurts it do like, be kind of hurty though what a thick can like hurt you like that you know it's written good you know i guess i guess i don't know i'm i don't like angst so yeah i i yeah i understand but it's just like oof where i'm like the golden trio officially just it's into dead. flames where, I, where when i saw that i was like oh my god unlikely friend hermione granger coming from the back and then right, it's like, i was no. like oh that would make sense so they'd be friends if like Neither of them can make friends with other people, but nope. Nope. <laughs> um, he had learned some things from his uh, two years in Slytherin, even without friends. If he had met up with Sirius Black his third year, he probably would have. Uh, he probably would have been able to kill him. After all, he'd been practicing the spells all summer. Ooh. Oh my god! Um, about a week after his name was entered into the Goblet of Fire, Harry realized that the unspoken hold fire agreement he had reached with his classmates was gone. When he went to Madame Pomp, because I mean, yeah, like yeah. people were pissed off at him in the original. So could right. you imagine if they all already didn't fucking like him? Yeah, that that. Oof. Oh yeah, when he went to Madame Pomfrey's seven um seven times in a week, and she didn't press for any details, like she had back like she had back in his first years, nearly crying in frustration when he had refused to tell her. Harry realized Harry realized he was on his own. Sometimes at night, Harry cried. it's like this shit like genuinely so upsetting when harry met lord voldemort at the end of his fourth year he was woefully under under um, prepared for what it meant to be in the presence of true evil he had learned to duel though in the cover of the night and the space of the secret passages he had discovered back in his second year when he first landed in the graveyard he attacked the figure walking towards him instantly he was dreadfully alone and wished suddenly that he hadn't been miles ahead of everyone in the competition. 
that he'd goof off, goofed off and hadn't studied every spare moment he'd had, that maybe someone else would be here. Harry was certain none of uh, none of this was part of the competition. He got up another spell before he was disarmed, tied to the gravestone, forced to be an ingredient in the Dark Lord's rebirth. He'd overheard stories in Slytherin, but he was still taken aback at the sight of the man. Voldemort knew everything Harry had been trying to learn, and for that, Harry Lee nearly respected him. When Lord Voldemort declared their, uh, they were to duel, Harry pushed his respect to the back of his mind and fired off a spell before bowing. As the Dark Lord lectured him about dueling etiquette, as though they were <laughs> there was dueling etiquette among Slytherins, Harry fired another. Then the Dark Lord began to duel, and before Harry could think that he was going to die, their wands connected. When he declared the cup had been made into a port key, no one believed him. The three true champions of the Triwizard Tournament glared at him. As he was dragged to the headmaster's office. I mean, plus of this, Cedric Diggory didn't die. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, that's the only I'm trying thing. to find a plus, bro. Um, Dumbledore Keep made looking, him tell- Liz. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. Uh, Dumbledore made him tell this story three separate times before he was allowed to go to the hospital wing for the long cut on his arm. He was woozy as he collapsed on the bed of the, in the hospital wing and told himself it was only from the blood loss. It seemed Dumbledore had believed him because he would. Dumbledore's a good person. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Harry figured, based on the announcement in the Daily Prophet, headmaster's crazy ramblings, political agenda, or sin- sin- sinister? No, oh, sin- I, I think they mean like, yeah, like, like being senile. Yes. More on page two. It was a different um, fact that made Harry get through the next year, though. The fact that his parents had that night in the graveyard said they believed in him, too. (laughs) This is the shit is hurting. The drugs that Harry picked up um, the summer in Surrey after fourth year may may have made the transition from loner to hatred pariah a little easier, too. Harry was used to being attacked. We're like there. We're almost there. We're almost Mm -hmm. done. Harry was used to being attacked, whether it be blatant, brutal attacks or subtle barbs. He was also used to fighting back now. He had enough knowledge of the dark arts to rival any wannabe Death Eater, and he knew what lines he could cross and which could only be crossed once. But when Harry was attacked viciously and violently by a mob of both Gryffindors and Slytherins, um, Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs, when a newspaper article came out declaring him to be vying for the position of Supreme Dark Lord, he couldn't hold his own, even with some Azkaban-worthy Aspig- uh, hexes. Wow. By the time they got him to the hospital wings, he was near death. The staff managed to save his life, expel only a f- fourth of the perpetrators, and call it a day. I mean, like, yeah, if, like, a newspaper article was, like, this man is, like, about to be the new fucking Voldemort, like, people would be fucking mad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, late at night, Harry did not just study the dark arts now. He practiced them with regularity. At first, way back when, he had told himself that in order to beat the dark arts, he had to understand them. He wanted to beat the bad guy and save the day. Getting even, um, getting even may have crossed his mind. Getting eat, sorry, my brain. This <laughs> is like how many times <laughs> I have to say this. I just wasn't understanding, but that this makes sense now. Getting mm-hmm. even may have even crossed his mind once or twice as well. I need to place the stress somewhere differently. Sorry. Yes. Um, he guessed that he was still true. Um, he guessed that he was still true. It wasn't as though he wanted to support a prejudiced cause that inspired nonsensical violence. He wouldn't hesitate to hurt one of the dark. 
but he wouldn't entirely hesitate to kill some of the light either. Mm. Harry changed his shirt in front of a mirror. It was true that spell damage could not um, could be reversed if treated quickly, but Harry had gone to the hospital wing only for the most serious of injuries his classmates has caused. Uh, his classmates had caused uh, the ones he simply could not handle on his own. His back was lined with scars. Once upon a time, a scrawny boy walked into a magical school and hoped for it to be a better place than the one he had left behind. It wasn't. His parents wouldn't be ashamed, wouldn't they? Sorry, his parents would be ashamed, wouldn't they? Oh. <laughs> that oh was my. so angsty. Yeah, oh my god. I, you know I don't like like angsty stuff either, so that was... Uh... That shit hurt, so give me a happy one, please. Like, if anyone has any happy ones... Where, like, Harry's sorted into Slytherin, but, like, still remains friends with, like, the Golden Trio. Or, like, not this dark, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but, like, where he remains friends with the Golden Trio and he, like, proves that not all Slytherins are bad and, like, Slytherins can be good. Like, I like the idea of a Slytherin Harry, just not this fucking dark. Yeah, this this kind of hurty, not gonna lie. It, this should hurt me. Like, yeah, you saw where I guess where, like, Ron said those things, and then the Hermione thing. I mean, it literally yeah, made me cry. The Golden Trio, like, being assholes Fuck. was really rough. Not fun. Yeah, so, um, if you send, if anyone knows of any happy ones, I will definitely read this trope again. But, like, otherwise, if it's a happy one, I will. If not, no. This might have just ruined the trope for me, <laughs> to be totally oh, so honest. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I just, you know, like, I really don't like angst. Yeah. So, like, this is just, like, too much for me. Like, I... I, I enjoy some angst uh-huh. sometimes, but that was a lot. I agree. It just makes me sad. I understand. Um, moving past that hopefully you got a lighter one i did i got randomly assigned gbbo or great british bake off (laughs) fuck yeah let's go Um, this is so happy yeah and there's like so much happier yeah there's like surprisingly like a lot of really fun fix for it so i was like oh pog uh let's go (laughs) we love Um, this Great British Bake Off is just a happy show. I haven't watched it, but all I hear is that it's just such yeah, a pure I, and happy show. Yeah, I have only watched, like, a couple episodes of it, and, I mean, it's nice. Like, I just, I have, you know, I don't have any, like, attachment to it, really. Um, so, it's it's basically as simple as it sounds. Also, I will say it's usually abbreviated to GBBOAU. Um, mm-hmm. instead of just saying it all out. So it's just an AU in which characters participate in the bake-off. Um, it can also cross over mm-hmm. with GBBO RPF, so like real-person fiction, where it's like the actual host of the show can be involved in the stories, Um, and that that's it. That's, that's okay. It. <laughs> I, I can res- I I I can respect that real person real person fict in that light where it's right, like he's where the host. Yeah, exactly. The right? they're, they're being used as the host and it's their persona as, as host. It's not like the actual people, like, you know. Um, I can get behind that. Yeah. So the one I found, and I'm really sad because the summary for this included a, a link to a prompt list, but it was on Tumblr and it, I guess the post got deleted because it's no longer there. And I was like, oh, I want to see all the prompts because it's literally Oof. a GBBOAU prompt list. Um, oh. and it's a Styles and Derek uh, Team Wolfic. Of course. Uh, it's of called course. Baking is Whiskey Business oh, by so Leslie cute. underscore Nope. And it's rated mature. 
Um, it's... This is this is the change of pace we needed. <laughs> yes. Um, the prompt is really cute. So it's producer Derek and contestant Styles. Um, and so this was the prompt that they used. I'm in charge of cleanup for the show, and you are by far the messiest contestant I have ever had the displeasure to clear up after. Oh. You're also apparently adequate enough at baking, but this has been going on for weeks now, so this is becoming a problem. The moment I work up the nerve to talk to you about it, you exhibit the a level of assholishness I have come to expect from you, and smile attractively, apologize, and then do the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> I love um, this. Yes, it's a cute. It's like it's a, kind of like a getting together pick, but like they're on the show. Um, so I'll read for Derek, and you'll read for Styles. Okay. And then I'll just also read for like little uh, bits of yes. dialogue. Cut. As soon as the director yells and the cameras turn away, Derek springs into action and starts gathering bowls and pans. Hi, Derek. Styles says in a sing-song voice as Derek approaches his station, and he bites his lip to stop from smiling. Hello, Styles. Made a mess again today, I see, he says dryly, eyeing the dough spatters all over his station. Not that Derek would tell anyone this, but Styles is his favorite contestant. It doesn't hurt that he's gorgeous, sure, all lean and tall with broad shoulders, but Styles' most distinguishing feature, besides the pretty eyes and the must hair, is it mused or must? Uh, I don't know, but I know what they mean. Yeah, like I know what they mean. I just realized I've never said that word out loud. That's 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 literally a part of us reading more than. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I've never said this word out loud. Before. I'm like, I just kind of go, yes, that's yeah. a word, and like, I never know, think I know about it means, how it's like, pronounced. You know, tossled, but Told. like, yeah, okay. He makes a fucking mess every time he bakes, and Derek is the unlucky soul who's stuck cleaning up after him. Seriously, if he didn't know any better, he'd think Styles was doing it just to screw with him. Sorry there, buddy, Styles says with a grin. But you know what they say, there's no genius without a mess. I don't think anyone actually says that, Derek points out. But congrats on Star Baker. Aw, thanks, Styles says, ducking his head as he nibbles on one of his leftover biscotti. Derek piles all of the utensils into the dirty mixing bowl and groans inwardly at his own dumb crush. Styles is ra rakishly, rakishly? It's rakishly, right? Rakishly. Rakishly charming and endlessly endearing, no matter how loath Derek is to admit it. And he knows that as soon as the season airs, Styles will immediately become the fan favorite. Derek's a little pissed that it's working on him so easily, actually. You want one? Huh? Derek asks, looking up from where he's been starting to wipe down Styles' countertop. Styles is holding out a biscotti as if on offer, and Derek has to stop himself from just leaning forward and eating it right out of his hand. <laughs> uh, what are the flavors again? He asks, as if he didn't spend every spare second of the last few hours focused on Styles. Pistachio cranberry, Styles says, pointing. And coconut almond. Here, have one of each. Derek picks a pistachio one and crunches down carefully. Wow, that's good. It's it's crunchy and crumbly, and the flavors work together perfectly. They're better with coffee or tea, Styles says apologetically, but Derek shakes his head and swallows. They're great, really. I love biscotti. My grandmother used to make ginger ones. Styles grins and opens his mouth to respond. Styles! The shout comes from another PA across the tent, and Styles curses under his breath. Shit, I gotta go, he says, wiping his hands on his pants. I'll see you next weekend. Derek tries to convince himself that he's imagining the hopeful lilt in Styles' voice and nods. Yep. Awesome, he says, clapping Derek on the shoulder as he backs away. Have a good week. And then there's a time skip to next weekend. 
By the time next weekend rolls around, Derek is more excited than he probably should be for what will surely be a grueling 48 hours. He's a production assistant, technically, but really he's just a glorified dishwasher and kitchen gopher. Everything looks perfect on camera, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes to make sure that the bakers have everything they need and to keep everything looking pristine. Styles had done a great job with the technical challenge, no surprise, but it had much to Derek's chagrin. I can't speak, Liz. I'm rubbing off on you. That's what's happening. I can't. I don't know what that word is. I can't. I know what it is. I can't say it. I don't know. My brain is like blinking on the pronunciation. It's fine. You guys get what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> it involves caramel. Fucking caramel. Which is practically <laughs> impossible to chisel out of the pots and pans. Oh, and no. Derek sighs as he starts to stack bowls in his arms. Styles is already gone by the time Derek reaches his station, probably off doing his on-camera interviews, and he tamps down on disappointment. He funnels that frustration into scrubbing the pots, getting lost in it to such a degree that he almost jumps when someone pops up behind him. Hi there! It's Styles, and Derek is suddenly very aware of how tired and worn out he probably looks, and his sloppy shirt splattered with dishwasher and everything, or dishwater and everything. Hey, he says, surprised. What are you doing here? Styles shrugs. They did my interviews and voice uh, voiceover stuff first, so I'm bored. I already spend a lot of time cleaning your messes. I don't think it's in my job description to entertain you also, Derek says, even though there's really nothing else he'd rather do. Laughing, Styles lifts himself up on the counter and drums his heels against the cabinet below him. How did you end up cleaning up after me anyway? It was my life's calling, surely. Derek deadpans and Styles cracks up. <laughs> but seriously. But seriously, he repeats, making Styles laugh again. My sister works for the show on the marketing side and they needed someone, so she basically just told me that this was my job now. So you can't stand up to your sister? Styles says, nodding. Good to know. Derek glares at him. You know, if you're just going to sit there, he says, throwing a dishcloth at him, especially if you're just going to sit there and make fun of me, you can help. <laughs> I love this big so right? far. It's, just, it's, it's really, I like the change um, from Inks. <laughs> yes. Styles grins and obediently hops down from the countertop. He stands next to Derek, bumping their shoulders together and reaches for a dirty pan. Sorry, I got lost You're for good. a second. Here. At your service, sir. You really don't. You don't have to, he says, swallowing. But Styles shakes his head. You're not stopping me now. I do, I do a mean job with a sponge, he says. So is TV production your big dream then? This is just you working your way up to the up the ladder. Derek snorts and shakes his head. No, I'm a freelance journalist, mostly long form magazine pieces. Oh wow, that's really awesome. Thanks. I really am just doing this because they really needed someone. Well, that's nice of you, Styles says. Do you like it? Yeah, it's fun, Derek admits. Even though you have to clean up after me? He asks, batting his eyelashes, and Derek laughs. Unfortunately, yes, but it would really help if you could try to be a little neater. Styles hums. No promises. It's a dreary day, and the thrumming of the rain against the sides of the tent makes for a cozy atmosphere. Styles shivers, which Derek can feel from where their shoulders are pressed against each other, and he turns to look at him. You cold? Um, yeah. He says, putting a little space between them. I'm gonna make some tea. Tea? 
We're in the English countryside, Styles said, rolling his eyes. You're never that far from tea. Derek nods, concedes the point. There's got to be a kettle around here somewhere. Styles tosses his dish towel over Derek's shoulder with a fond pat and starts poking through the cabinets. Derek quickly turns back to the dishes when he finds himself a little too fixated on the strip of skin above Styles' waistband Ooh. that's visible when he crouches down. <laughs> Aha! He says, his voice muffled as he rummages through a lower cabinet. He emerges with a kettle held victoriously over his head, which he fills quickly and sets on the stove. Halfway there. Tea? Check the pantry, Derek says, jutting his chin in that direction. Styles comes back a minute later, brandishing a half-empty box of black tea bags. I found some. These will have to do. He also has a plastic bag clutched in his other hand, and Derek looks questioningly at it. What's that? Styles clears his throat and leans back against the counter, fiddling with zip with the zip top of the bag. You said you like biscotti, he says quietly. So I need you some. Derek blinks oh, and almost so drops cute. the mixing bowl in his hands. He quickly finishes rinsing it and sets it on the drying rack. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Chocolate gingerbread. That sounds fucking amazing. Holy shit. Derek wipes his hands and tries to calm his racing heart. You remembered what I said about my grandmother. The blush on Styles' cheek is splotchy and completely endearing, and Derek can't help but wonder what else he can do to put it there. I just... I appreciate what you do, you know. And I wanted to say thanks. Can I? He asks, reaching. And Styles eagerly holds the bag out toward him. Derek takes one, snaps it in half, and hands the other piece to Styles. He takes a bite and has to stop himself from groaning. Wow, that is really good. Yeah? Styles asks, grinning, and Derek laughs. Yeah, but you know exactly how good they are. Derek suddenly realizes they're standing very close to each other, nearly toe-to-toe, and he can't make himself stop staring at Styles' pink, pink lips. He notices then when Styles' tongue darts out to wet them, and he snaps out of his daze. I'm really glad that you like them, Styles says softly. I... The tea kettle begins to whistle, making them both startle, and Styles jumps away from him to grab it. Derek turns away and runs a hand through his hair and takes a deep breath. He's an adult. This is ridiculous. He goes to grab the sugar and cream, welcoming the blast of cool air from the fridge. Styles has poured tea for them both and has both elbows propped on the counter, idly stirring his own mug. Derek does not stare at his ass, no matter how nicely he's presenting it, <laughs> and just sets the cream and sugar next to him. Thanks, he says, and Derek nods. You made tea just for an excuse to give me biscotti, didn't you? Styles blushes again, as if on cue, and Derek grins. Maybe, but you have to be nice to me, otherwise you can't have them. Oh, no way, Derek says, snatching the bag from Styles' grip. They're mine now. No take-backs. No take-backs? Styles repeats. How old are you, six? Derek mirrors Styles' position and pointedly takes one biscotti out of the bag. Be nice or you can't have one, he parrots, dunking the cookie into his tea, <laughs> and Styles rolls his eyes. The tea is pretty weak, probably old, but the biscotti are delicious, and so Derek isn't complaining. You're the worst, he says, reaching over Derek to get his own biscotti. Derek pointedly doesn't move out of the way. Pretty strange to say something to say about someone that you baked for. I'm regretting that decision immensely, Styles says, but he's grinning, and Derek doesn't really believe him. Yeah, there's a that lot. That was so cute. There's a lot more to the fic too. Um, this oh, is probably I, like a third of I it. I will 100% read. This. Yes, it's very cute. I love. I didn't even know like great British. I didn't know it was an AU, but I now I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be obsessed with it. I yeah, because it's like you're baking AU, like, like the domestic stuff yeah. that you like. 
it's oh literally like God. a subcategory of baking at you so it's perfect for you i love this holy shit yeah i just i just honestly <laughs> thought this fic itself was like really really cute that was really cute i was mm, amazing yes. perfect change of pace yeah um i love how polar opposite um our stuff was today <laughs> yep yep um but yeah i mean i i think that's why we do this show like we really like find out about tropes we would never have even heard of before mm. like you know right um yeah i love this okay yeah okay cool i'm I don't, awesome. i'm probably gonna keep reading it um i will definitely keep reading yeah. it <laughs> uh, who would have known okay so um Liz and I have still we I had to cancel our last two days of recording, so um, that's why we haven't had a chance to get our uh, shit together for the um, Fifty Shades uh, recordings. But we're mm-hmm. starting that very soon. Promise, we'll probably start releasing them. I think our hope is like July ish, right? Yeah, I hope by Something July. Like um, and also, we do want you guys to know that um, the only way that we're going to be able to get those out, like, on a regular basis, because we were thinking, like, uh, bi-weekly, the only way for yeah. us to do that, um, in addition to, like, our normal episodes, is to minimally edit it, um, because yeah. they're going to be longer episodes, most likely, and we don't have the time to really sit here and go through it, like, listening to it again and again. Yeah, so... like, I don't think people realize how much, like, editing we actually do of, like the episodes mm-hmm. like we 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 sit there and like we like edit out like coughs if there was like a creaking during like yeah. um, a point where none of us are talking we edit that out and so we go through or like like you know when we when we talk we always have to like inhale really deeply because we talk for a really long time right. <laughs> i edit that out or i at least make it lower so we do a lot of editing goes into these individual episodes that mm-hmm. you guys don't really know of so a lot of that stuff will be left in in the act in the Fifty Shades because mm-hmm. it's just not realistic for either of us with our work schedules and stream schedules and then the actual schedule of this show to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so um, yeah, yeah, Liz, uh, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch at Lazily Liz. Every uh, once a week for, I think, the entire summer, I'm going to be doing cosplay streams. So come check me out. I don't know if I have a specific day of the week I'm doing them on yet. I'm kind of thinking Mondays, but I'm not certain yet. So uh, follow me on Twitch for that. What about you, Gabs? You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and Twitter at FlightyTheNerd. I am not doing cosplay streams, but I am doing more regular streams again. And you can join my Discord, which you can find on my Twitch to see my schedule for that. Liz, where can we find info on the show? You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trove Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trove Podcast or their Tropes Battle for Dominance. If you need to email us for, for any reason, like, uh, like, like telling us how you found us found us or you can comment that anywhere yes. um you know good maze runner fix is always you know Twilight. a happy a happy slytherin um harry potter au i'd love that mm-hmm. uh email us at tropedominance at gmail.com please comment rate follow wherever you listen to this and please tell us how you found us we really want to know okay yeah yeah <laughs> all right we're signing off bye guys bye